0: Hey friends, Lauren here. Welcome to my show. Today I'm posting an episode that's a little bit different. You're going to be able to tell it's quite lengthy, two hours as opposed to the typical average 30 minute mark. Uh, but today I wanted to post my previous coaching sessions with Salwa Kyobi from uh, To Be Magnetic because I had a coaching call and I'm blocking session with her today, which I'm actually going to post next week, next upcoming Sunday. And I've worked with Sawa three times total over the past year. I think she's a fantastic coach. And I really gain a lot of insight and clarity after our sessions. Things are just a lot more clear. And I wanted to re-listen to my previous sessions with her just to kind of see where I've come how far I've grown where I need to continue to develop and heal and also to kind of just serve as like an expander and motivation for myself to see that I am making strides and progress so I wanted to share my last two calls with her before I post my third newest latest one and I think that you know these sessions although they are about me I think they can be generalized and be applicable, and a lot of people will be able to relate to the issues and the blocks and the shadow that we discuss and we describe in these. So, in this first coaching call that I had with Salwa back in the winter of 2021, I believe it was in December, I was talking about how I was at a job and I was really seeking a pay increase, more aligned career, as well as being unhappy in my relationship. And I was in a job where it just felt like okay I was just getting by but I really felt destined for something more fulfilling and meaningful and something I was more purposeful and passionate about and in this instance I got a job offer I was seeking a job that paid $60,000 annually at the time I was making 50 and I remember getting a job offer offer for 58,000 it was below my standard and I set a boundary for myself and it was below it, and I felt like I was settling and I took the job, and I wasn't really feeling it. And I felt like it was too late to change my mind because I already said yes. And I have a lot of shame around saying no and hurting people's feelings as a people pleaser. So I really was seeking answers with Salwa and described the situation, which you're going to hear. And an update, I can happily say that I changed my mind and declined the job offer ultimately. I stuck it out at the current job I was working for a few more months. And then in February, which was only a month or two later, I came across this job on Indeed, which is, this is a funny story. So I was impulsively applying to jobs like it was my job. This is a reoccurring pattern. I'm currently experiencing this presently, but... I applied to this job as it was called a behavioral coordinator at some place about 30 minutes from my house. And I applied for the job because it had to do with behavioral health, which is the field I specialize in. And it was for like, I don't know, $35 an hour. At the time, I was making $25 an hour. So I was like, "Ooh, that's a $10 pay increase. Let me apply. I was turned down. Then I saw it again, maybe like, one to three weeks later, and I said, what the hell? I have all the requirements of the job. It did say supervisor experience, which I never had a managerial position before. So I figured maybe that's why they rejected me, but fuck it. I have the education. I have the skills. So I'm going to apply again. And I got a call back and I went for the interview and I got a second interview and I was working really hard to manifest it. I was working on my affirmations and meditating on it and just feeling good around it. I was super nervous. And I had gotten a other job interview for an assistant director position. And I remember wanting that job more. So it was between the behavioral coordinator position and the assistant director position at a nonprofit that dealt with the homeless population. And I remember wanting the assistant director position because it was remote and that was a big thing for me and I was like "Ooh, I'll be a director that's really cool but after going on the interview for the assistant director position I didn't I don't know it's not that I didn't get good vibes but I felt more excited for the behavioral coordinator position which was further from me it wasn't remote and I really liked the person that interviewed me and I just felt like, I don't know, more aligned, like more excited for that job, even though the other job seemed so much more appealing. So I ended up getting the job offer for the behavioral coordinator position, which is my current job that I work at. And the assistant director position didn't end up, I'd never got, you know, a call back from them. And I ended up getting a job offer for $70,000, which I was previously making fifty. So not only did it supersede my expectations, I also found out like a week into my job that I am a director of the neuropsychiatric unit at a nursing home. So everything panned out. It worked out so much better than I thought. I'm so happy I didn't settle for the $58,000 job that I originally got during this call with Salwa because I thought that was the best I could do. That was the most money I'd ever been offered. And I didn't think I was going to get anything more than that. So I kind of felt obligated to say yes due to my limiting beliefs. But when I said no and I didn't settle and I stepped into my worth two months later, I got a job for that much more money and uh, I'm currently still working there. So I thought that was a really motivating story for people to know that there is something better out there and to really challenge those lack and those scarcity beliefs that hold us back. Sometimes we just have to prove ourselves wrong, (laughs) you know, because we can only see what we've really experienced and what we believe to be true. But the life that you want for yourself is waiting on the other end of those hard decisions that you are avoiding and putting off. And also an update with the relationship. I am now two months out of that relationship. It was. A relationship that almost went on for two years and I stayed in the relationship for six-ish months after our call because I guess I still hadn't learned a lesson yet. I still had to keep running into the fire and get more burned. And only a few weeks after our session together in December, he broke up with me a third time and it was kind of just downhill from there and I ended up being the one to ultimately leave, which I knew I was going to have to be the one to leave in June or July and I feel great. <laughs> um, I am so happy, no regrets about that. And I feel so liberated and free and I'm just spending time alone with myself, dating myself, getting to know myself even better. And I just want to say that throughout that whole relationship, I was doubting myself. I was questioning myself. I was invalidating myself. I wasn't trusting myself. And I was so detached and disconnected from my intuition because when you feel unhappy y'all like we ask the universe for a sign but then the universe sends us signs like oh feeling like shit every day with someone yeah i'm pretty sure that that's a huge sign so please acknowledge yourself and please just have space to ask yourself what am i feeling because it's not that the signs aren't there or our intuition is broken or it's not working it's that we are ignoring it or our doubts, our fears, our insecurities, they're louder. And we rely on other people to tell us what to do when we really know what to do all along. So let's dive into this first session. It's about an hour long. And then I'll recap with the next session, which was in July. So only a couple months ago and stay tuned for our latest session, which will come out this Sunday.
1: Okay. So I looked at your intake form and it sounds like, when did you start, um, when did you start doing the work?
2: Yeah. So I started listening to the podcast maybe like six months ago. And then I joined the pathway about a month ago.
1: Oh, wow. You've done a lot. (laughs) You've
2: lot
1: You've done like one, two, almost three workshops.
2: Yeah. I'm on Unblocked Money right now.
1: Okay, great. Yeah. So you're calling in like more financial abundance and like, it sounds like you're being really tested, um, and, um, like working through like financial security. Um, and so can you kind of walk me through like what, what's, or I guess maybe before we get into like what's happening right now, but like, what are you, what are you calling in right now? Like, what is, what does that look like for you? And are you doing the challenge?
2: Yes, I am. I am. Absolutely. Um, Currently, what I'd love to call in is just when I say abundance, I don't necessarily mean excess. Um, I mean to feel safe and secure, stable and supported is really what I'm seeking financially, Um, where I feel wealth in all areas of my life. I don't necessarily need to be rich, but I'd love to feel like what I have is more than enough. taken care of. Um, I'd love to call in a job that I love, not just a nine to five to get by and pay the bills, a job that's really fulfilling and meaningful to me that I'm passionate about and also compensates well. (laughs) Um, That is Mm -hmm. career-wise. Otherwise, what I am calling in is healthy relationship. I am in a relationship, but I it's not healthy. (laughs) I'm also really struggling with that. And I'd love to manifest a book deal. Um, I have three books, I write poetry, and they're all self published. But my main goal is to be published by a traditional publishing company and get my book into stores and make a career make a living out of that. That would be the ultimate dream. So
1: okay, amazing. And so, like, and how do you, like, when you're thinking of, like, this Lauren who has that type of, like, financial abundance that you described, um, a fulfilling career and, and in a healthy relationship, like, how do you want, and as well as, you know, writing and making a living off of that, how do you want to feel, and, and also how do you, what, what would that, um, like, what version of you would you need to, like, step up and, and align with that? So how would you need to show up?
2: Sure, so to answer the first question, I would feel very satisfied and proud of myself. Uh, I'd feel accomplished and achieved. I don't know if that's really a word. Um, I feel very empowered and embodied. Mm-hmm. In order to do that, I think I would need to trust in myself, have more love for myself, uh, be my authentic self which means advocating and asserting saying no honestly um, and i'd have to believe i am worthy and deserving of it mm-hmm. and that i'm capable of it
1: yeah um and like what about like um what about around like how like where what i guess we can add to this actually okay so from there um explain to me like what's happening right now. And since you're calling in career and love and like love and money are very connected as you know, what's let's start with, with work right now and like what's happening.
2: Yeah. Cause that's really where I'm stuck right now. So I, I a year or so I was unemployed mm-hmm. by choice, which there's a lot of shame and regret around that decision. Um, I was working with a manifestation coach, like traditional LOA coach. Mm-hmm. And she was like, You should, if you're not happy with your job, just quit your job and then something better will come to you. And then 10 months later, without any unemployment, my complete savings and Jenkins was so drained because nothing was coming in and it was just really hard. Um, So in July, I got a job offer that I felt like I didn't really love the job, but I had no other choice. I really couldn't afford to pay my bills. So I took the job and I've been working there since July um, the one thing I love about this job is that it's remote. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's a huge factor for me. It's remote and the pay is like the minimum that I would settle for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got my master's degree in June and I felt like with a master's degree it would open up all these opportunities for me mm-hmm. and unfortunately it wasn't really the case. So I've been working there since July and I've been applying to other jobs the last month or so because I would really love to, right now I'm making 50000 I would love to make at least 60000 mm-hmm. more, which is amazing, but I'm just trying to set a number mm-hmm. that's feasible, you know? Mm-hmm. So I went on some interviews and nothing really felt so aligned, but I was offered a job for 58000 Of course it's below, um, but I I accepted the job like a couple days ago, Sawa, and I'm regretting it immediately because it, it doesn't feel like a hell yes. I don't even know if it's the right decision to take that job because am I settling if I take it? Am I proving that I'm getting to where I want to be? Like, I'm really struggling with this decision right now.
1: Okay. So, but, and you made the choice. It's not that, I mean, you can change your mind. Right. I,
2: know I have a lot of uh, shadow when it comes to being able to change my mind.
1: <laughs> okay. So, so why did, okay. So what's the, what's like the trigger for you? First of all, why did you say yes?
2: I said yes, because it was more money. That's the only reason why I said yes, but it's really not that much more. It would also be in person and a lot more work. Um, I'd be on call 24 seven. So it has the pro of being more money, but the rest of them are really cons for me personally.
1: So basically you, the job is out of alignment, but it was 8K more than what you're making now.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. And so, and how long have you been doing it?
2: Um, I haven't started the new job yet. I haven't even given my current job the notice. So,
1: oh, so you, you, you like did a verbal yes to them Mm -hmm. okay got it okay so they haven't you haven't signed off anything like okay cool okay well that's good so um okay and then what is this about changing your mind I feel
2: bad like I am a people pleaser I struggle with not wanting to disappoint people so I feel bad going back on my word and I don't want the hiring managers to, I guess, think poorly of me or it's all kind of worried about what they're (laughs) going to think.
1: So kind of walk me through, let's go backwards. Like you've done in your child recently, like what is the, um, what's your relationship with being a people pleaser and being disliked or, you know, other people's viewpoints that you found so far in the workshops, um, and like your relationship to that growing up as a kid?
2: Yeah, well, I have a very extensive history of abuse and trauma, uh, Mm -hmm. interpersonal. And when I was growing up, my whole life, I was invalidated uh, by my parents. Um, Even if I said I'm cold, my mom would be like, you're not cold. Like, even little (laughs) micro things like that, I've been told my whole life. So I would say, I am extremely disconnected from my intuition. I don't, anytime I get a gut ping or something like that, I have so much doubt and confusion around it. I am very detached from trusting myself, which I think plays a huge factor because even part of the reason why I I like made this call with you, I've been wanting to work a, a coach for a while. Is that like, I don't trust my judgment. So I was like, maybe she could tell me the right thing to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and so when you're thinking about like constantly being invalidated growing up um what else comes up in terms of like um like shadow around not pleasing someone like when you're thinking like oh my god I'm going to so say change my mind at this job and the hiring managers are going to think that I'm like what
2: reliable trustworthy um that i have no integrity dignity um that's kind of how i feel and i'm also very non-confrontational mm-hmm. so even if i send them an email saying i'm sorry i have to pass on the job offer i know if they were to call me i would just like be so conflict avoidant and not want to answer my phone out of mm-hmm. embarrassment so mm-hmm
1: um okay and then like the so you know you've done in their child and so when you're thinking about like the constant invalidation growing up um and can you go into it a little bit more like was it like you felt like in terms of your inner child like what have you discovered that she did not get
2: the support and validation that I needed my parents were not available physically or physically. yeah uh, my dad had uh, a chronic illness his whole life. He was terminally ill. Mm. So they were always in and out of the hospital or Mm. doctors. And I never really had anyone there for me uh, emotionally or physically, as well as uh, I started suffering from mental health symptoms when I was in middle school, pretty Mm. bad social anxiety. And anytime I would get a panic attack. My parents would punish me and yell at me. And I just felt a lot of shame around who I was and feeling different from everyone else.
1: Yeah, totally. And so like when you're thinking about this boss or, you know, which can be when we like are in that power dynamic of someone needing more or someone having like the keys to your security or letting them down, like, do you, do you like, whose voice do you hear when you're just like, oh my God, I have to say no and I'm scared.
2: It's a really good question. I think that my parents' voice is in my head a lot Mm. um, because one distinct memory I have is I quit softball. My dad was my softball coach my entire life and I was actually really good. Um, I got a scholarship for it and everything, um, but I didn't want to do it anymore. So I remember telling my mom, like, no, I'm not competitive. I don't really want to do softball anymore. And she begged me because it would make my dad happy. And she even offered to pay me money to keep doing it. So Mm -hmm. that kind of made me feel like even if I say no, my voice doesn't matter. I don't really have a choice.
1: And did you end up doing it? I did. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, like, when you're thinking about, like, Um, Or like, when was the last time you trusted something like trusted your feeling about something or, you know, how often are you kind of hearing something and either shutting it down or needing for someone to validate what you're, what you're feeling?
2: Well, most recently in my relationship currently, and prior to that, something that really made me not trust myself when the coach I was working with told me to quit my job, mm-hmm. I thought that if I did that, then something better would come. And I feel like I am so regretful of trusting myself in that instance, because that was a huge mistake that I made last year. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. But like, what did you learn from it too? Right. Cause like, obviously now you're doing this work, you weren't expanded enough. Like all, there's other things at play that you weren't ready to like jump yet. Um, but like what, but there's also like you learned, it's not like you now the lesson is like, okay, I need to trust someone better, <laughs> right? It's like, what did you learn for you from that experience?
2: I learned that I definitely could have been taking bridge jobs. I didn't know what that was back then. So I just thought if I was settling for something, then it would block me and mm-hmm. it wouldn't be expansive enough. So I definitely learned bridge jobs are real. And I mm-hmm. also to not quit a job without something else lined up potentially that'd probably be. Yeah, of course,
1: depending on like your trust muscle, like so many different things. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's all like you needed that lesson and that that's totally fine. And now, you know, moving forward. And I feel like back to this career thing, it sounds like, you know, that you need to change your mind. Can we agree on that?
2: I think so.
1: Mm -hmm. What's the doubt if there was, if I were to say the hiring manager would be like, cool, no problem. They wouldn't call you nothing would happen, it would be totally smooth and your next job would come two days later. What would be the hesitation of you changing your mind?
2: So it's like, sorry, I'm confused about the energetic because I feel like by accepting this job that's closer to 60,000 and I getting to where I wanna be, is it like a bridge job? I don't really understand how it's going to serve me or not.
1: Yeah. It can be like your next best step, but it doesn't really sound like you want, like, it's not like, oh, it's remote. It's flexible. Like I'm learning all these things. Like there's a bonus structure. Like there's not, it's kind of just like, you're making 8k more, which is your goal, but you're also not like, I'm assuming your position right now is like, you're in this other job. You do want to make more money, but it's not like a dire situation.
2: No, it's not dire. It's
1: So it's like, you have something here. And so you have some leeway of like, this is really close. It's getting me almost to 60, but also I could get 2k from someone else, you know? um, And also like, you don't want it to be in person and it sounds really demanding and all these things. So it's like, that to me are all like, no, like there's, it's pretty much all no's except for one thing. So that to me, isn't like a bridge job is good. And I see bridge jobs as our next best step, but it's also not like a reason to settle. So if you're just like, I'm settling and I'm only taking this for 8K more, but is that 8K worth the stress you're going to feel, the environment you don't want to work in and staying there for like a year or two?
2: You're so right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. Like, what do you think? Do you feel like that's a, that's a good fair exchange? Not really. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. And so you kind of, t- and like you took it because of the money, which is, yeah. But like, when you're thinking about all the other things, I think that's what's important for you to be like, how does this align with my authentic code? How does this align with like the life and the work environment that I wanna live? And and how do I wanna, like you said, you wanna show up trusting, self-love, authentic, healthy boundaries, saying no, right? So think of that on its own. Some You wanna show up as someone who says no, has healthy boundaries, is authentic. So to me, that means you're being honest. You're showing up as yourself and you're trusting yourself. So if you think about those things that you listed in relationship to this job environment and how you need to respond, how then are you showing up now? Is it in alignment with like everything you just told me?
2: I guess not. Yeah, I guess not.
1: <laughs> what are you feeling right It's now?
2: not like... Um it's a position where I want to work in the future. Um, Like I've Mm -hmm. had job interviews for positions that maybe weren't as much money, but it was like a hell yes. Like I would love to do that job, Um, but this Mm -hmm. position isn't really like that. It's just kind of like, eh, it's fine for now, but it's not something I want to do in the long run.
1: Mm -hmm. Is it actually fine for now?
2: I guess it has to be. I know mean, you
1: haven't done it, but like in terms of all of the no's of this job, minus the money, like it sounds like it's, it sounds like you're taking it because it's 8K more, which is fine. Um, but, you know, I think you have to ask yourself if that's, like if you're already, think about this, you're already going in a bridge being like, okay, I have to do it. I can't change my mind. I can't say no. I'm worried about what they're going to think. That's like how you're stepping into this role.
2: Mm, that's, yeah, that's a good point.
1: You know what I mean? Like you're already showing up inauthentically because you actually don't want to work there. Yeah. Like you're already not setting boundaries. You're already not saying no. And you're already not trusting that like, I, this isn't one I want to do. I'm just kind of like now stuck and I feel like I should just keep going.
2: Yeah, that's exactly it.
1: Yeah. So it's like, is that really that's not an expansive place. That's like limiting belief. It's low self-worth. It's fear. So like, regardless of whether it's like what the bridge job is, it's like, how are you coming into it? Right? Like a bridge job, you could take a bridge job. That's like only 2000 more. And, but you're like, man, this feels good. Like I'm going here, this, I'm going to show up. Like it's all how you relate to it. But right now you're kind of, you're going out of like your conditioning and low self-worth versus like, yes, I'm going to do it. This is where, this is how I'm going to, I'm saying my yes is real and it's honest, you know, I'm like in an environment that I want to, and I'm showing up authentically, but it's like, you're already kind of, um, doing all the other things before the job has even started.
2: Yeah. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. And so that's (laughs) kind of, um, of course you don't have to, you can choose to show up differently, but I think it's also kind of like, Okay. I don't need this job right now. Like I have this other one and I would rather maybe stay, keep this as a bridge job and really call in. If I'm going to leave, it's going to be for something that feels good. And like, when I say yes to them, it's it's going to be true and it's going to be honest. And it's going to be from like a healthy, authentic place versus shame, guilt and all the other stuff.
2: You're, yeah, because I've been going back and forth with this for the entire week. And I feel like I'm so indecisive about it that, it's causing me so much stress
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I think
2: that that's like in the frequency that I want to be in when I start a new job.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you choose anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that that's, that's the test. And I think obviously like do what you need to do. Like we all need to learn certain things. So if you're like, okay, I need to, you know, like, do you feel like you really need to learn this lesson with this job?
2: Not really. I do have a lot of lack scarcity programming. So I think part of my reasoning is I should take this because nothing better is going to come. So I kind of right. like.
1: Just the test and the lack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But how is anything better going to come if you're always saying, if you're going to keep saying yes to the things that aren't aligned? Right. It's, it's like saying, like saying yes to all these things, but then like well, of course, nothing better is going to come because you're not letting it come,
2: mm,
1: interesting. right? Like you kind of have to also be ready to receive the better thing, which is when you say when you say no, and you're like, "This isn't a yes. I'm really close. Obviously, you're really close, but there's something out there that like you're going to feel genuinely good about and honest. Like when you say yes to them, as opposed to already kind of going in people pleasing.
2: Mm, yeah, you know. That's so interesting. Yeah, I see that as a pattern that keeps popping up throughout my life.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Like you're like, okay, I have to do this. And then you're gonna, and then if it's coming from that place and it's like, how confident are you gonna feel to like stay only six months or a year? Then it's like, okay, now I'm here for three, you know, like all these other things. And so I think um, I think that especially because you're not in a situation where you're like, oh my God, I need to have this 8K more, especially because I don't think it's worth how it's really making you feel and how you're showing up, um, you know, then I think it's like, Hey, you know, this isn't, I've thought about it and this isn't actually going to be a good fit for me. Um, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Thank you. That gives a lot of clarity.
1: Yeah. And I feel like you already know, you already knew that it's just like scary, you know,
2: it's so scary. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's scary, but you like totally know it. It's just like, it's hard to, you know, um, that's why you're doing this work. Cause it's like, your conditioning and all those patternings are strong and your subconscious is like, okay, let's just do this. This is safe, it's easy, but you're battling it because you know, you're like, oh, I want something more. This is, you know, and that's what's coming from.
2: Yeah. That's a yeah. good point. Cause I tend to choose safety over the, what could be challenging, but ultimately brings me to where I want to be.
1: Yeah. And also like, Um, let's walk through a couple scenarios. Like if they were to come back and be like, Oh, well, what do you need for you to stay? We really like you. Can we make this work?
2: Um, I would, I've asked them for more money, Mm -hmm. but they said that's not up for negotiation. So they never
1: negotiated anything.
2: No, they said, this is the rate. And I said, Um, I'm really looking to make something closer to 60,000, especially for the travel that I'm going to be doing and being on call. And they said that this, their salary was recently increased and they can't do any more.
1: Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think, and then, okay, so let's talk through, like, cause you said I have to email them and they might call me or something. So let's talk through like what your definition of confrontation is.
2: Uh, My definition of confrontation, I think anything that yeah, need to speak up, I see as confrontation. Um, I'm very conflict avoidant. So it's like anything that might put me in a state of uncomfortability where I have to assert myself, I see that as confrontation. Or anytime I have to uh, be honest and say something that people don't want to hear, that's really Mm -hmm.
1: scary for me. Mm -hmm. So possibly like, being disliked, um, you know, anything that isn't like neutral, like kind of like in a safe, safe place. Yeah. Um, okay. And so like the, another reason why, like, if you do decide to change your mind and do what's best for you or like what you feel is best for you, um, this will be a good way to integrate that conflict. Right. Because how are you ever going to be okay with being uncomfortable. If you never allow yourself to be put in that situation, conflict will always be that it will always be hard. You'll, you know, and like you said, you want to show up saying no. And like authentic and authentic means speaking your truth. Not like, not the, um, well, people accept my truth, but it's like, I'm, I'm being honest. And I'm also here to like, learn from other people. And I give other people permission to do the same so I think it's like the conflict could also be like could we maybe try and like redefine what it could be yeah or like a time in your life where you had to speak up and you know it was beneficial
2: sure yeah I think that's a good idea to expose myself to it rather than constantly avoiding it but i also have a lot of um like trauma where i have said no and it was completely surpassed so it's it's like i have this limiting belief that my voice doesn't matter so like why even bother if that makes sense um but i have had situations where i've i guess broken up with people and then i feel freer ultimately in the end so i don't know if that's a good example
1: No, that's great. Yeah, that's a good example. Um, and I totally understand if like, because of things that have happened to you, like, it's really scary as well, but I think like, you don't necessarily have to think of the really big things and also reminding yourself like, okay, what is the worst thing that could happen if you change your mind at this job? Like, what is it actually?
2: I mean, there's not much they can do since I haven't even started working there yet. I guess just, um, feel like berated or them guilt me. Mm-hmm.
1: So. so you'll feel um, like you'll feel some guilt
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that someone will be not pleased. Yeah. Yeah. So if that's kind of like the worst thing that could happen, it's kind of like, okay, like that's something that you could move through. Right. And I'm not saying like, like, oh my God, that's nothing. It's not hard. Um, but I think it's like looking at it that way and being like, okay, well I can move through that guilt. It's going to be hard, but I have the tools to do it and I can have the space to do it. And like, this could be my first step of like finding a way to navigate what this guilt is and how I look at it and how I feel, how I feel through it. Um, and that's like a step forward
2: completely. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. And kind of looking at it as like, okay, that's the worst case scenario. Like, okay. They'll make me feel guilt, but well, you choose to feel guilty, right? Like they can't make, like, they can't, they can try and make you feel guilty, but ultimately it's kind of like, but I'm showing up authentically. And also like hiring is hard. Like people like imagine, and it's a relationship, right? Like imagine being like, okay, I'm going to get a relationship with this person that I don't want to be with. Would you imagine, like, could you imagine knowing that like, you like, or if you were a writer or like you're publishing, right. And they were just like, man, we don't want to work with Lauren, but we already said, yes, So we got to have to like publish her book, I guess. You're like, do you know what I mean? You wouldn't like, you would want to be with someone who's just as excited to, to be with you and like bringing something together. So I think like, even though it's a temporary, like, Oh, bummer. Like, you know, she said yes, but it's also like ultimately great. Someone else who actually wants that position and is like super pumped about it can show up for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay, that's a good thing to keep in mind.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then like, can we maybe switch over to love since it's kind of it's very connected, and you can walk me through and like see how your similar beliefs are showing up? Yeah. So. Yeah. Walk me through that. What's happening.
2: It's so intriguing because I'm actually in a very similar position right now in my relationship where I don't want to be in a relationship anymore, but I keep pushing it off and staying. So it kind of overlaps completely.
1: (laughs) And why are you staying?
2: Um, Because I feel like my reasons for wanting to leave are invalid or not real, or I'm just Mm -hmm. making it up.
1: What are your reasons? Can Um, you share them? By the way, any reason is fine, but like, I I just, I'm curious. Yeah, what they are. No,
2: I actually made a pro and con list before our session. So some (laughs) of the cons that I'll read were um, my relationship, I feel invalidated, unwanted, unimportant, disregarded, I'm bad. Um, I'm broken, I feel like a burden, I'm too much, I'm not enough, I feel rejected, not chosen, lonely, and bad about myself.
1: Mm, Okay,
2: That was just some of them.
1: (laughs) And so, okay, I think I'd love to do it this way, which is like, whatever you choose, like, obviously, there's stuff in here that's also part of your, like, shadows and limiting beliefs and things, that doesn't mean that you should stay, But I think also seeing like, what is no matter what you choose, like, what is your energetic responsibility to like work through, like even being single, you know, um, or work through if you choose to stay with this person. So it's like kind of knowing like what is also mine and what this person is mirroring to me. And also like, this is bullshit. And I don't want to do this anymore. Like that type of stuff.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying because a lot of my, um, rationale is like oh this is the perfect opportunity for me to work on this uh it's just the universe like sending me things that i have to like my own shadow so i don't know what's mine and what's not mine and i've been trying for this for so long to work on this relationship and the longer it goes on the more i feel doubt and insecure so i don't know if that's my own doing or if that's just because the relationship really isn't serving me anymore
1: um. Okay, so I want you to answer this question for yourself because I don't believe that you don't know. I think that, like, I, 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 I'm not trying to, like, I actually think that you know. So, like, what do you actually feel? Is like, do you want to be in this relationship? I
2: do, but not the way that it's going.
1: Mm -hmm. And is this person like, are, is it like a conversation around, you know, both of you are willing to work on it? Is it mutual? Is it, you know, what is.
2: Yeah. We've been in couples therapy for at least six months and Mm -hmm. he isn't willing to do any of the work. He says, it's all, it's all on my end. And I asked him to go to therapy he went for like a month and stopped going. And he's convinced that it's all on my end, which kind of makes me feel even more shame, like something I'm damaged. So I would love to be in the relationship. I love him so much, but it just keeps hurting me the longer I stay.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also like, just to affirm to you, like it's a relationship, there's two people, there's no way that it's only just one person. And if they, and how would they know if it's all you when they're not even trying to see like what's going on? And if you're still feeling like I feel all of these things and they're kind of just like, well, figure it out, you know, is that the type of relationship that you want to be in? No. Yeah. What is the type of relationship? How do you want to feel in your, ne- in a relationship?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's funny. Cause when you say that, I think of how I don't want to feel. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to feel controlled and like someone's property. I don't want to feel um, small. Mm-hmm. I want to feel seen. I want to feel heard. And I want there to be uh, freedom on both sides.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, you, so maybe you want to like, so you want to feel um, free. Um, I'm assuming like at peace, um, you want to feel, um, like, I don't know, inspired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and like that you're, that there's like some interdependence and like, you guys are both growing together as opposed to you, like, obviously kind of being the people pleaser and needing to like do everything. Or, like, manage their stuff.
2: Yeah, I wanna feel like I can show up as myself and be loved. I don't want there to be conditional love in the relationship. Mm -hmm. I want it to be unconditional.
1: Yeah, so you wanna show up authentic. And it sounds like you probably wanna show up in a similar way with the other things, right? With like trusting yourself, healthy boundaries, and like saying no as well in terms of showing up. Yeah, so if you were to look at the type of relationship that you're wanting and how you wanna feel, And how you want to like show up to that thing rather than kind of doing, rather than saying or making your vision fit into like the relationship you're in. I think it's also like, does this relationship fit into the vision that I have for my life? Similar to the job, right? Like, am I trying to fit my vision into this job or am I like, okay, this is my vision. Oh, it's really close, but like, it doesn't work.
2: Yeah, I feel like I keep trying to make it work, but the way that it is now, um, it doesn't fit into my vision. No. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't sound like it's like you've obviously tried and you also, um, I think to your question around like, oh, what's my stuff? And I think you've kind of, we were getting into like, what's your stuff, right? Your shadows and how you're like, you don't think your voice is valued, um, feeling like a burden and 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 not being able to like speak your truth. And you don't need to be in that relationship to work through that, right? Like, you've already been shown that. So I think that that's not something you have to be like, obviously, this has been an opportunity. Um, but a relationship is just that. And like, you can't just do the opportunity. Like, it's not just on you. And I'm assuming the next relationship that you have is there, there's an issue. You don't want that person to be like, wow, yeah, like, you feel that way. I'm really sorry. Like, let's work through that. Or like, there's um, like true partnership as opposed to um, like isolating and just kind of like putting the blame on you, which it sounds like you're pretty used to from your upbringing, right? And so how does this relationship, does he remind you of any like a caregiver or anyone, like any of your parents at all in terms of either how they show up or how you show up or both?
2: Yeah, cause like you said, it's a lot of pressure. Um, put on me. But that's also a good question. I've never thought of that before. I would say aspects of him remind me of previous boyfriends. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, my dad died when I was young, so I don't really
1: remember him. Um,
2: He kind of makes me feel abandoned though. Like I was adopted as a newborn. So Mm -hmm. my first feeling I could ever remember feeling in my entire life is unwanted. Mm -hmm. And that's triggering this. So I can't say he reminds me of my parents that raised me, but it is reminding me of a feeling I felt when I was pretty young.
1: Yeah, Yeah, of being unwanted. Well, did they make you, because they made you feel that way though, right?
2: I mean, when I was a kid and I found out I was adopted, I felt like something was wrong with me and I felt not good enough. Of course, I didn't understand the complexities of an 18-year-old getting pregnant and how selfless it is to- Yet for adoption so when I was young I automatically assumed it was on me
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and like you're the burden
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah so Lauren it sounds like you know you have very similar tests and triggers that lead back to you know security um safety and all of those things that are really presenting very similar um like triggers and wounds and also kind of requiring very similar action steps.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's right. The dynamics are definitely very
1: similar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cause it's kind of like, you're like, okay, let me make this work. I'm trying, but maybe it's on me. I don't really know. Even though I think you, you do know, I think it's more of just like um. look like if you're looking at things to the lens of like, well, I, don't know, and I don't, my voice isn't valuable, then like your, the vision is kind of blurred. But if you were to look at this from high self-worth, like if you were to ask her higher self, who is like speaking her truth, showing up authentically and like, like, is going after what she wants, like, how would she handle these situations?
2: I would think, uh, in terms of my relationship, I would leave sooner than later, um, because he is my best friend, but I think we're better off as friends, honestly. We're Mm -hmm. not compatible romantically, so I would get out of the relationship without putting it off, Um, and I would probably turn down the job and maybe ask my current job for a raise. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but that's probably what I would do.
1: Mm -hmm. Sounds like a really good plan.
2: Yeah, if I was (laughs) If I, feeling, if I was feeling like badass and knew my worth, I think
1: that yeah. would be that. Yeah, but I also want you to know, like, and, I, you know, it's not pressure to, like, do those big, because those obviously sound really big, but um, feeling those things and feeling powerful and trusting yourself also, when it comes down to it, like, as you're unblocking, blocking, we also have to do those things. Otherwise, you're never going to be able to trust yourself to know that you can make that choice and something else will come in. You know what I mean? Like we need those moments to be like, okay, that was really hard. And yeah, I have a lot of low self-worth in certain areas, but what builds the worth is like, not just the unblocking, but actually moving through it. Right. That's what builds the worth. Cause even when we're unblocking and doing all these workshops, like at the end of the day, we still have to be the ones to like make the choice you know like unfortunately we can't do it in a di that would be so great but but that's just to prepare us right that's the that's what we're doing in our subconscious so that it is on board with what actions we're taking and so as you're unblocking, it's kind of like okay now you also have to be like if i were to reinforce that my voice is valuable what would i do you know, what are the things that I would say and how would I show up for myself so that I'm in alignment with, um, and you're doing the challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're, you're in alignment with how you want to show up for yourself, which is trusting self-love, you know, and like building these little trust muscles is like taking these action steps big and small to, to build that trust. Cause then eventually if it ever happens, you will be like, oh no, I know how to do that. Like, that's a no, I'm not even going to flirt with that idea.
2: Yeah, because that's part of uh, where I get stuck is that I am good at the insight and knowing and unblocking. But for me, it's a lot harder to build the trust muscle and take the action steps that are required because I have this um, idea that like I nothing better is out there for me. So I might as well just settle because this is the best I can do and my dreams don't feel possible. So I Mm -hmm. think that's so lowering my self-worth that my goals don't feel tangible. So
1: right. Yeah and like you're doing the work so and it's okay that you feel that way um but also you can't necessarily just wait for feeling fully fully ready and everything and then take it right like i think there's that moment where you're just like oh my gosh this is so scary i'm going to tell them no and like moving through that wave of like pain like i've been doing this work forever and like i like it still happens like you evolve, you up-level. And then like the thing that I did, like maybe two years ago, I'm like, oh, that's nothing. But now this one is like, I'm like, oh, shoot, you know? It like, it just keeps going. And so I think, um, but you know, it's I can look back and be like, I know I can do this because like I have been showing up. So I think it's also remembering that um as you're doing the subconscious work and everything, those steps are really hard, but like, they're not always going to be this hard. Hmm. It'll
2: you know? Easier, hopefully.
1: It'll get easier, but it will never change if you're going to do the same things that are going to keep you in the same place. Right. Right. Like, um, if you're wanting the, the relationship that you're loving, like that you explained to me, but you are like, well, but I'll just stay in this one. Like, how will you, how will you, how do you actually know that that relationship isn't out there for you? Because you're basically saying that I'm not even open to receiving it.
2: Yeah. By staying in the current one. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And also like, what about the relationship with yourself? Like, it's not just about the next relationship. It's like, what is the relationship with you that you have in the current relationship that you're in? And like, that's the one that you need to work on and look at. And so when you're making that choice to like break up or say no to that job, it's like, I'm strengthening the relationship I have with myself, which is like being true to me Knowing that, like I don't need someone to believe what I'm saying. I don't need that job to understand why I'm quitting. I understand why I'm saying no. I trust my no, and I'm I'm ready, and I'll be here for like the next step that's gonna come.
0: Hmm.
1: You know what I mean? And I feel like it's like the relationship with you, and so it's like whether you're single or in a relationship, it's still the relationship with you, which is the most important. So you're not losing if you are saying yet, yeah, like you breaking up with someone or you saying no to that job is a yes to you.
2: Yeah. I guess I have to look at why I feel like I'm losing something. If I say mm-hmm. no.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you think you'll be losing if you break, if you break up with your partner? Love. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, connection, I guess that's really it. Like, a companion.
1: Yeah. But do you feel love and connection right now?
2: Not at all. I feel so alone.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I feel it's one sided, you know?
1: Yeah. So you're actually probably gaining love and connection because then you get to put all that energy towards yourself.
2: Yeah. That's a really good, I'm going to actually journal on that. Like what is my relationship to myself within this relationship? Cause I've never even thought of that question before. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause it should be like expansive and growing and like intimate and, and, um, not like neglected. Like you're saying, like you feel rejected, you feel too much, you feel not chosen, but it's like, are you, what parts of you are rejecting? Like what parts of you are you neglecting? What parts of you are you, are you, are you not choosing? Right. Um, and like being lonely inside of a relationship, I think is so much harder than, I'm single and I'm alone, but I'm not like lonely because I want to, I like to be with myself.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I guess I have a hard time distinguishing, you know, when Lacey says to run into the fire, like I have a hard time distinguishing what is testing me as well as what is asking me to show up and work on it so that I improve myself. Like it's very hard for me to know the difference between the no and the yes.
1: I think it can be both. Like, I think it's nuanced. Like, like for this example, like this relationship, I think you've clearly identified what you need to work on in all of your shadows and limiting beliefs around like being too small, people pleasing, not speaking your truth, feeling like you are a burden, feeling like you have to like it's your problem and that you can't trust yourself. Those are all things that like this relationship has shown you, and you being like, okay, in this relationship, I don't speak my truth, I stay small. I'm not being honest and I'm not being authentic. So that's like, that's the stuff that you need to work on. However, you don't need to work on that with someone who doesn't want to work on that with you. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right. Like that's very different than like, if everything was great and you're just like, oh, this person is like, you know, needing me to be more intimate. I'm going to break up with them, which is kind of like different between like, oh man, like, I'm really scared to be open with someone. This is really my opportunity to like work through that with someone who cares about me. That's very different. Do you see the difference?
2: Yeah, because one of them sounds like giving up when things get hard and the other one sounds like- Exactly,
1: exactly. And like settling, which is not the same thing, Hmm. right? So like, you don't need this person to help you like work through those things because even at the end of the day, say you like, Because even at the end of the day, if you were like, all of my blocks are gone, I'm like feeling all these things. It's not like you'd be like, and I want to stay with you. You'd be like, bye. I don't want to be with you. (laughs) Right. It's not like, it's not like at the end of either of those, you want to be with the person. So it's kind of like, even if you were to work through all of those blocks, it's not a yes to him. It's just more of a yes to you. Do you know what I mean?
2: Well, I feel like it's a yes to him in an ideal world where he's different, which isn't not really be with someone that is not possessive, is not jealous. Like that's not him at this moment.
1: Right. Exactly. So it's like that person who you're like, oh, I want to, this is how I feel. I believe in myself. I have a voice. It matters. And you are doing the internal work because you also want to be with someone who wants to do the work. Like think about the growth of your relationship. If you're doing all these things to improve and this person is just like, I don't need to do anything that's not what you're wanting. Right. So it's like, it's not like you are like, I want to work through this and like me too. Like, let's do this together. You're, you're, you're basically in a relationship with yourself, with this person, but it's way, it sounds way more tense and harder because it's like in an energy, in an environment, that's not expansive. It's kind of like, okay, I need to fix myself to be, to fix this relationship versus I want to work on myself. Cause I want to show up as authentically as possible.
2: Yeah. It feels like I have to change myself in order for him to love me.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's not, that's not the same as, yeah. And that's like, if that's the motivation, you know, like thinking about what's motivating you for that. And then also what's maybe motivating you for the job, which is kind of like fear. I need to change. I need to please. You know what I mean? It's not like a your actions are coming from the motivation of like serving other people.
2: I see. Yeah, I never understood like why they say love and money is so connected. but yeah. the parallel is crazy. Hmm.
1: Yeah, because you're showing up similar in both. Like you're showing up very similarly in both. In both areas.
2: Huh. That's something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and so you know when you're thinking about like, well, I do want more money, and I do want like I want to feel lit up and I want to like, I got a master's and I want to utilize all those things. It's kind of like, okay, so you're wanting more, but like, where's all of that more going to come like fit in when you're just like, I want to, but I'm playing small here and I'm playing small here. There's like, you're like asking for this, but like you have this much space to like let it in. Does that make sense?
2: It makes sense, but it's, um, I think, challenging because this is the best offer I've gotten. So it feels like, oh, like, kind of, I don't know, like, this is the best. I can't do any better. I guess that's showing up again. But it, it feels like you said, if people were offering me jobs for like 70, 80, 90, you know, I would be like, oh, that's possible, I guess. But since I haven't seen it, I guess that's why it just doesn't feel like it's doable.
1: Yeah, no. And I totally understand that. But you also know that they exist. And so I know it hasn't happened for you yet, but I think that like, that's where the test comes in, right? Like, are you, are you going to choose that? Okay. This is the best I can ever get. Or you know what? I have this job. It's fine. I'm going to see what I can work on and that I'm going to wait and see like what else is out there. That's like what makes tests so hard. Cause it's like, it's shiny and you're like, okay, fine. I'll just settle. But that's when we have to be like, no, I don't, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to anymore. I'm not going to people, please. I'm not going to like that, the, these opportunities and tests are when you get to decide, are you going to change your pattern? or Are you going to show up the same way? Hmm.
2: Yeah, as well as in my relationship because this is the healthiest relationship I've ever had which I think says a lot but like he's, you know the healthiest person I've ever been with so again, it's like scary because I'm like, is this the best I could do? It it Mm -hmm. goes right back to what we were just talking about.
1: Yeah, and I know right now it doesn't feel that way but you're doing the work and you'll get, you know it's gonna keep going and growing and also we're gonna have to show up like if you're thinking about inner child work you've done it you know, reinforcing healthy environment for them, it's like, okay, that's the whole point of reparenting, right? It's not you telling young Lauren, again, you can't, you can't say, no, you have to people, please. It's you holding her hand and being like, Hey, I know that you learned that your voice didn't matter, but I know that your voice matters. And because of that, I'm going to hold your hand and we're going to, we're going to speak up. Mm -hmm. And that's like the reparenting, right? It's not you repeating to her, be quiet, do what they want to do. It's you now being like, no, I'm with you. And like, you get another option. And I know you didn't have that before, but like, we're going to do it differently now.
2: Yeah, that feels so much different. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah. And so that's like the reparenting and you showing up for her like, and doing this work to be like, okay, if my inner child had an environment where she was like, just heard and seen and valued, you know, that's what we're doing in our subconscious, right? To reinforcing those new neural pathways of high self-worth. So it's kind of like, okay, then how am I going to show up for that in real life, in real time?
2: Completely. Cause I think yeah. with me, it's like, I have the awareness and like the introspection, but it's actually doing the next right thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also like the relationship thing when you're like, well, it's a relationship I've ever had, but it's also like the relationship with you. So you're not losing anything. It's like, you're growing the relationship with you and you're doing all of that work for you. And that you was going to meet the person who is aligned and is on the same path forward. And you don't have to necessarily see it right now. Like they, they're there. Like there's so many people in this world, but what's most important is that you're like, but even if I'm single, I'm having healthy boundaries. I'm saying no, and I'm showing up authentically. And I'm trusting that this is my choice.
2: I'm glad you said that. Cause I haven't even thought about the relationship with myself. I've just been thinking about what he wants and what's,
1: yeah. And like your job and all those things, but it sounds like you have very similar tests, opportunities and growth. Um, and like, before we wrap up, I think like some of the DIs, so I know you've done a few workshops, but I think like, it's also really important to like, stop and do a lot of reinforcement in between, because it's like a lot of information. And so doing, I don't know how, how, um, much longer do you have with money?
2: I'm about 70% through.
1: Okay. So like maybe after you're done or alongside money, I really want you to do some, like, and I'm going to give you homework, but I'm going to like do some. A lot of reinforcement around like inner child, shadow, um, and like reinforcing high self-worth beliefs around like using your voice, being seen, and like trusting yourself. Because like, and like the shadow reinforcing DI will be a really good one. It's in the daily practice and it's the one where you sit across from someone in a chair. Have you done that one?
2: Yeah, yeah I like that one.
1: Yeah. So using that with like your current partner, practicing being like, this isn't working for me. And I'm sorry, but like this is a no. And like, I need to, I need to like, I know what I need to work on, but also you have stuff and I'm not taking that with me. Mm. Right. Cause just like you have stuff he's projecting and he's doing, but he's just choosing not to look at it, you know? So I think it's also like you using that DI to like show your subconscious that this real, this conversation is possible. It's safe. And how do you want to show up in it? And then also like maybe doing that with the the person you interviewed for the job. Oh, That's a good idea. You know, like anyone that's present, that's triggering you in that way. I think like doing that over and over again, it doesn't mean like you're not going to feel fear, but like, I want your subconscious to support like you showing up for yourself.
2: It's a really great idea.
1: Yeah. Um, And then, and, and then like, I'll give some other um, ideas for Di's. Um, I think it's next week that we start to get into the daily practice and the challenge. So like, obviously you can like switch it up, but I do want you to start to do some good reinforcement. Um, If you can alongside money, like authentic self DI, you know, um, magnetic self DI like things like that to really continue to strengthen your subconscious. Um, And then really like, you know, you know, the steps you need to take so like, whether you need to take smaller ones. but like ultimately kind of asking yourself, like, I don't think you're, I think you've already run into the fire with the relationship for a while. <laughs> so I don't think like, it's about like, do I need to run further? It's kind of like the jumping off a cliff for you in the relationship is really like, I'm choosing myself now. Mm. And like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's like the the jump and love and money are really connected. And I think it's like you taking any opportunity to really show up for like what you want.
2: Wow. Yeah. This has been so helpful.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. I know we covered a lot of stuff. (laughs)
2: This was amazing. Thank you.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I think that like you have, do you have any questions before we wrap up?
2: No, I just think everything looks a lot clearer now. It's really interesting because in the pathway, I was a lot of the people like knew my journey and I was like, nothing is coming to fruition with manifesting. And a lot of people were like, you're in a relationship that's really lowering your self-worth and when we broke up over the summer for even like two weeks so many manifestations came oh this with with this person with this person yeah we broke up for like a week or two over the summer and the next day I got like I got a job offer and like all these things a book literary agent wanted to work with me so it was just so interesting how all those things came through in such a
1: small amount of time And then you got back together because I didn't want to be alone. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. It's kind of like, you know, asking yourself like, what, why, why is being with me alone, lonely? Yeah. Like, why is it safer to be lonely with someone than like all alone with myself and getting to know myself? Mm,
2: I see.
1: You know, the question to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I will send you this. I'd love for you to re-listen to it when you have time. Um, just to like get more insight and like really be with yourself like through our session, and then um, I'll send you some homework within like the next 48 hours. Um, and we just met so like it could be like a little long the homework. is that something that oh, that's is okay. are you I love homework like
2: this?
1: Cool. Yeah, <laughs> okay, great. Um, and like do what you want, don't do what you don't want. Um, but I think that you have a clear path forward, and I would really love for you to reinforce like, not continuing to reinforce, like, I don't know, I don't know, but, like, really kind of, like, um, one of my expanders, she would always say, like, I'm open to knowing, so maybe not instead of just saying, like, I I don't know, just be, like, something inside of me knows, and I'm open to, like, to, like, believing it, like, just, like, start to change how you relate to yourself, because, like, I feel like you totally knew all of these things, like, of course, we talked it through, and, like, connected the pieces, but, like, ultimately, you know, like what you're wanting and like what is correct for you,
2: Mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, But okay. So it was so good to meet you. Thanks again for your time. And um, just look out for the stuff. If you have questions about the homework, feel free to email me back. Um, And yeah, best of luck with the challenge.
2: Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Amazing. I hope you have a
1: good rest of your week. You too. Bye. Bye.
2: Take care.
1: Bye-bye. Um, so, you know, I looked over your form and it sounds like you feel, and even that post was like feeling a little, like, I feel like I'm doing everything, but nothing's happening. And, um, kind of feeling stuck on like where to move forward and calling in career book deal stuff. So still career and professional growth. Um, those are like your two main focuses. Yeah. So walk me through kind of like some updates.
2: Yeah. So it's so funny after our last session, I know that was like in January, February of last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I was very hesitant because I got this job offer for like $59,000 and I was dead I seven, 60 or more. I ended up passing it up. And then a month later I got a job for $70,000, which felt like super expansive. And I am very grateful for that. I was just like, this is so funny i didn't settle for less than what i thought i deserved and i got even more than i asked um so that was a beautiful a beautiful thing and um i'm still in that job i've only been there for four months and i don't hate my job but it is hard because i am the director of a psych unit and i get physically assaulted like three to four days a week by the residents And as someone that has like a domestic violence history, I just like, don't like getting physically abused, you know, at work, it's, it's kind of hard to deal with that. Um, and I am getting paid less than all the other directors, you know, all the other directors are getting paid five, 10, 15, 20,000 more than me. Um, although granted they have been there longer. So anyway, I don't necessarily want to leave my job, but I have been recently feeling this desire to travel. Like I would absolutely love to live in Europe for a few months. Um, I recently took a trip to Italy and Greece and I want to go back so bad for like a month or two just to visit Spain and France and Italy. And that's not possible with my current job. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's kind of, you know, a discrepancy and I don't necessarily want to leave my job. It's good experience, but at the same time, I am being attracted to do this and I can't have both at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I've been looking for jobs, remote jobs, and I've maybe applied to like 50 in the last two weeks and it's all five to 0 50. Yes. 50 jobs, five, zero, And I either hear nothing or I get an email and it's like your application has been declined. Um, So that's been a little frustrating, you know. And um, I recently got out of a two-year relationship that was very verbally and emotionally abusive. And
1: you talked about last time.
2: Yeah, that one, Mm -hmm. that relationship. I finally have left it. Um, We broke up like four times, but it's over for good now. It's actually really interesting because we wanted to stay friends and um, we were hanging out after we broke up, purely platonic on my end. And the last I heard from him last week, he's like, Let's do something for your birthday. Let's celebrate. My birthday's today. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) My birthday's today, and I haven't heard from him all this week. So I think that it's like, officially done I don't I'm not going to hear from him if he didn't wish me happy birthday so I'm feeling kind of like hurt by that but also kind of freed because then that means that you know I can officially close that chapter
1: so it's just been a lot of weird energetic stuff going on (laughs) well hold on because um so what I'm picking up on both of these scenarios is like um Like there's some wishy-washiness here. So like the job, well, let's, what the relationship you broke up, but so if he texts you happy birthday in an hour, then what you're back together. Like, what does that mean?
2: No, we're not going to get back together. I'm not getting back together with him under
1: any circumstance. So what's the, what is the, um, what does that represent if he reaches out or not? I guess I'm, I'm curious about like, when did you guys break up? Maybe three or
2: four weeks ago.
1: Okay. And so what are the boundaries that you've set in place from this breakup? Um, there
2: really wasn't any, we agreed to stay friends and still talk. Okay. Um, and we were doing that. We were hanging out and then he just disappeared for the last week. And I know that I'm not going to hear from him again. Um, since he hasn't wished me a happy birthday, he would have by now. So I guess that it's, it's for the best that we're not friends, I guess. Cause then it's like a cold, hard.
1: Stop. Do you feel like you can be friends with this person who was treated you so poorly in a relationship?
2: Yeah. I honestly could
1: be his friend. Yeah. And I don't know. About like that him. would be like a high self-worth decision. Probably not. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's one thing, which is like, I mean, you, you said it was like, for abusive, all of these things, like even as a friend, like that's just not, it's not even about like, is he my friend or not? But what do you Lauren tolerate from a person who is in your life and the person that you use your energy towards and have reciprocity and the type of exchange that you wish to have with the people in your life. And from that relationship, that sounds like no, a hard no. So I'm curious why it went from that to like, oh, I could just be his friend. To me, that's like, a red flag in my mm. head about why does he deserve your friendship?
2: Truthfully, it made the loss a little easier that way. Mm-hmm. It made it so that it wasn't like from zero to a hundred, like we're together all the time talking every day. So now I never see or hear from him ever again. It just was like a buffer cushion for the grief. Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you see how that's how, do you see how that would be blocking you from other things?
2: yes now that you've mentioned
1: that yeah um because you finally like this is such a huge step I'm like so proud of you like that was so hard like back and forth and when we first talked it was like I think you were wanting to and then he actually broke up with you and then you got back together so the fact that you're finally like at this point where you're like I will never I can hear that boundary of like no way I would get back together with him but then there's this other back door where it's like but we could be friends and like all you know like I think it's going to be really important and it's not going to be easy, but the best way is to like literally close that door, not only close the door to him, but close the door of the pattern that, that you were in and the low self-worth behavior you are in with this person and really start to move on.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Because right now that's not moving on and it's like, oh, is he going to text me? Is he not like that, that is no longer your responsibility or concern. And I'm not going to say that that's not a hard thing, but at this point, it's like you're dragging out this situation and from what I've heard and learned about this relationship, he doesn't deserve to be your friend. Yeah. You know?
2: It's true. I yeah. that. I do have friendship boundaries, even with my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I, I went on a trip to Italy and Greece with my friend. She was just such a bully the whole time. She made me feel so terrible, like about myself, said I was the stupidest, dumbest person she's ever met. Mm-hmm. um just had like a really bad attitude and she wants me to go away with her again in December and I'm like I can't experience that again um so I'm gonna have to set a boundary with her and actually tell her what she did that hurt me if I even want to consider going out on a trip with her again because it was not okay
1: mm-hmm. yeah So maybe actually me. saying like no and we can just like work on that or from that as a friendship from like in more safe environments versus like overseas and feeling stuck yeah yeah um okay so there's a theme here then I guess in terms of boundary cross, which you talked about last time but um I think because I've been like from your form and everything you're like I don't know what's happening what are the blocks and still like this is one number one which is like really finally I think you've done the first step of like closing the door but now it's like I want you to set like what are the boundaries you have with your ex now which is like to be very honest, which is like no more communication. I'm now moving. I'm moving on. I'm closing this door. These are the things that I value in friendships. These are the type of friendships I deserve. And I'm calling in. And these are the type of people that I will spend my time in time with, because it feels good. And I feel like in high self-worth and it's reciprocal because even him like leave, like, it's just like, it's, you know what I mean? And that's not, um, you deserve so much more of that, especially since you did such a huge cliff jump. And so I think you, like, went, but then you kind of, like, um, you you know what I mean? Like, if there's still, like, I think it really finally needs to be, like, we're done. And, like, so that you can finally heal and really learn the lesson and let that all um, just, like, sink in and, like, start to live your life and reinforce yourself that, like, you don't need to have relationships, like, that kind of crutch on those type of people. Like, the you that is, like, your magnetic self, you speaking your truth, you, like, um, going after the things that you want, like staying with him or like keeping that door open is just like opposite directions. So what comes up for you when you think of of you know finally act for like closing that door for real?
2: I'm wondering if I should just block him or if I should not block him and wait to see if he never texts me again, I won't reach out. But if he does, um if I should set the boundary verbally. Mm-hmm. not sure which way is better
1: yeah I think those are all um either way I think I don't think it's much of a in terms of boundaries you know energy is always the strongest and so I would work on more of like what is the subconscious boundary that you need to set that you deserve x type of relationships so you can tell him for sure but I think you can block him I think that would be helpful for you but I think the deeper work is like you know why do I feel like I need to be his friend. And like, I, you know what I mean? Or like that I need to keep that tight. So that's my next question actually is, excuse me, what are you, Um, that fear of like really letting it go and like being without him for real? What's the fear and what do you think that you're losing? And then I want to know like what you think you'll be gaining. Um,
2: it's more so just like the grief and the Mm -hmm. heartbreak that comes along with losing a relationship loss has historically been one of the most difficult emotions for me Mm -hmm. uh, to feel so that is 100% it for sure Um, but what I would gain like I feel so awesome being single I it's so nice not being insulted every single day Um, I just I never felt more pressure to be perfect in order to be loved than Mm -hmm. I did in that relationship so I just feel so liberated and free now that I'm not in a relationship and it's really interesting cuz a lot of people at my job have been asking me out in the last couple of weeks and I'm just like I want absolutely nothing more than to just be alone with myself for the next 6 months to a year to just heal like I I've never I thought that being alone would be scary, but
1: mm-hmm.
2: it just feels so nice to be by myself and spend time with myself. I'm really enjoying
1: Yay. it. Yay. So yeah. that's even better. So it's like, you don't need him. No. And I think the more you are like mind, cause like even here with that is like your intention is like, I just want to be me again. I want to belong to myself again. I want to like really be with Lauren. And it's like, yeah, he doesn't fit into that picture. you know, and I think that like, that's going to be a really big final kind of step. So whether it's like, you can block him, you can tell him, um, you know, he has kind of gone off and blown you off. So like, I don't really think you owe him any sort of anything. Like if you're like, today, I'm going to block this person and that let it be done, then like, go ahead and do that. But most importantly, it's kind of like, what I want you to be really clear on what are your next boundaries with this person? Ideally, in a way of like, we are cut, we are, actually fully closing this door so I can heal um especially because if he treated that way treated you that way in a relationship like again like that is not a friend yeah you know um and so I think it's really time to be like you know what like wish you the best and move on and I think you need to really be clear on like what those boundaries are how you are going to set them whether it's blocking whether it's letting him know and then never answering a call again you get to decide I think those are all like smaller details, but I think it's more of like, okay, what am I no longer going to accept and what are the friendships and the way that I show up to those friendships moving forward? What is that going to be? Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Cause you deserve that.
2: Thank you.
1: (laughs) Um, okay. And then is it okay if we go back, go into work again? Um, so, um, I had a question with this new job when Cause I remember that other job where you were like, well, should I say no? And you did, which is awesome. Cause you were like, so scared. Um, and so, uh, and then you got seven. So when you said yes to that, can you walk me through any, like, did you feel like you were settling at that time? Did you think like the remote travel thing might be a little bit newer that like desire, but like anything else, did you feel like, did you ask for more? Where were you at in your worth when you said yes to this or what you thought was, you know,
2: It's that is the most amount of money that I've ever made in a job ever. Like it felt like I felt like I was making $7 million a year. Like I was so happy. I was crying. Like I didn't feel worthy of that amount. I I never, all the jobs I'm in social work. So it pays like 50,000, 60,000. If you're lucky. I was never a director or a supervisor anywhere. So I had no idea how I got the job. I was just astonished so it felt very very do you
1: really not know how you got it
2: I manifested it a hundred
1: percent yeah because I think it's really important for you to see like you know like okay so this was four months ago that you got the job so what do you feel like were the things happening that you were like this is what I was doing because it's going to be really important for you so then when you're taking other steps you can look back and be like oh wait no I've I've done that before because like this is when I do this, it's always, um, I always get rewarded in X kind of way. So what do you think was happening then? Um, or like leading up to it because you were I've still had- with him, I think during that time I was
2: yeah. <laughs> on and off, I was still with him. Um, I think by not settling for that job, mm-hmm. that really, cause I think it was the next week I applied and, um, it was so funny cause they initially denied my application And I was like, I'm going to apply again. And then I got called for an interview. And my boss, yeah, my boss was like, the HR lady didn't read your resume correctly, but then I went over it and I said, call her back. So um, I think it was by not settling for that job and also not being like desperate for another job because I did have a job at the time. Um, So it wasn't like I was, I felt like this need to get a job right away I was just kind of like patient with it which I'm trying to do now I'm not compulsively applying to jobs I'm just applying when I see something or it feels like,
1: like 50 in a week
2: yeah that's true well really- initially yes like okay. a couple of weeks ago I applied okay. to like 50 jobs but now I'm not
1: applying anymore. okay good okay I was like I don't know that's
2: pretty- <laughs> <laughs>
0: true
1: true <laughs> yeah. okay so Um, okay. So what has been the up? Let's talk about how, how this has been expansive, how it's been an up-level outside of the pay and like how you've shown up to it. That might be different than the last job.
2: So, um, I'm in like a department head position, which I've never been in before. So it kind of gives me some confidence because, Mm -hmm. um, with just the responsibilities of the title and, um, it's, It's nice. I mean, it is a very good job. It's like, takes me 20 minutes to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, I work like five hours a day. I go in at nine 30 and leave at four. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's definitely has its perks. I mean, I've met some friends. Mm -hmm. Um, It looks great on my resume, the experience. Mm -hmm. So it's been mostly positive. Yeah.
1: Okay, great. And so, um, and do you feel like even with this bigger position and bigger pay, do you feel more in high self-worth in terms of how you like, I can't remember if like the last job, but like, have you seen yourself break certain patterns of how you, how you showed up in the past with either like work relationships or how you, your confidence or anything?
2: No, it's just kind of making my patterns more clear.
1: Oh, okay. So what are those? Okay, cool. What are they?
2: Um, Well, there's this guy that has been sexually harassing me at work like sending me uh this is actually a very low self-worth story so he offered me like ten thousand dollars to have sex with him this guy that works downstairs and I was like should I because I really need the money and I was debating doing it for a while and then I was just like he yeah I don't think uh, I'm sorry
1: he works there
2: he works there yeah and just sending me like dick pics and all this disgusting things and um I stopped answering him and I was talking to my friend about, it. she's like, why don't you report him to HR? And I'm like, I couldn't do that. I don't want to get him in trouble. Like, I don't want him to lose his job over this. And then everyone's going to think I'm the new girl and all the guys are going to be scared of me and think I'm going to get them all in trouble. And she's mm-hmm. like, why do you care what they think? And I'm like, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so first of all, that's horrible. I'm so sorry, but that, that's like, so not okay. And is it okay if we, I like ask, what was that part of you that was like, maybe I should do this? Like what? And that's not out of shame. I don't want you to feel embarrassed. It's okay if you do, but what, what was that part of you that kind of like was like contemplating it? What was, can you tell me more about that?
2: I was like, I should just suck it up and do it for the money because I need the money.
1: Like, do you really but- need money?
2: I don't need it I mean I'm not homeless I pay my bills on time but it Mm -hmm. seemed like a large amount of money for like one night
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that like a not necessarily in the same like you've been propositioned in this way before but like is there was there any feelings or how you felt within this dynamic that was familiar to you
2: yeah feeling like exploited Mm -hmm. for sure I mean, I have a pretty extensive sexual abuse history. So, I mean, I in my mind, I'm like, there's no other way I could make $10,000 in one day. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt like maybe I should just do it and get it over
1: with and then he'll leave me alone. Mm, I'm so sorry. So, okay. So, you know, in your form and, and in the money networks, so you're like, I'm not sure what else to do. So <laughs> it's kind of, this is another um, not obvious, but like, I'm glad we're getting to like some things that we can be like, no, there's actually a lot of things that we you can do here. So what you not reporting this is because of how you think you will be re- perceived, correct?
0: Partly.
2: And the other part is like, maybe he'll just stop, which he said he was going to stop the last time he DM'd me. He's like, all right, I give up. You're not answering me. So I was like, maybe he'll just stop. And I don't, it could be water under the bridge. And also I don't want, to be that person that like, I don't know, it's so dumb, but I don't like to rock the boat. I don't, I'm very
1: anti-confrontational. Yeah, so yeah, so like your needs matter last um, is what I hear in that, like an energy level, like the level of that. And also um, whether he gets in trouble or not, like those were his decisions and choices that he is making, probably not the first and probably not the last to someone else. Um, you are not responsible for those choices that he is making period. Those are like, and if those are the consequences that he should be facing. Yeah. And I know that's, I'm not saying like, and it's on you, like you're the one, you know, but what I'm seeing in this, like one with the relationship that we're talking about and like that dynamic. And then now this one, um, do you see like the through line of like, putting someone else's needs, even this, your ex, who was like, so unkind to you and still like needing to, um, think about him before yourself. And now this person who's blatantly like, and I feel like life, um, you don't deserve any of that. However, since it is here, I think it's showing like, how far are you going to go to let pe- like, what are the lines you're going to draw to be like, this is just not okay.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, um, I- yeah, yeah. I agree completely. Yeah. Um, so, and have you had support on like that, those traumas that you've had? Like, yes. You yeah. Have, I'm in yeah. therapy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just couldn't remember. Um, so with this kind of step or like HR or like what we could lead up to, like even the next best step, what do you think that that would be for you with this situation? I mean, the clear one is like, talk to someone about it. Um, but even the thought of talking to HR or someone, how does that make you feel now outside of like what we know? Like there's a part of you that's like, this is my shame. This is my like inner child being very scared and not feeling like I am worthy of like safety essentially in that way, kind of, or like being advocated for or like supported. Um, but what else is coming up in terms of like a real, um, I guess fear or anything else that we can talk through. And I understand it's like so many people talk, like, this is why a lot of people don't say anything, right? Like there's so many things and like, there's so many examples out there, which would, even if I was you be like, of course, that's not, it's not gonna, I'm not going to win in this situation. So I'm very mindful of that. And so I totally understand that as well. Um, however, yeah. What do you think, like, how do you think it could, what are some high self-worth, outcomes that could happen if you were to advocate for yourself?
2: I mean, ideally I would have not the same shift as him. That's really all I want. I don't want the guy to lose his job necessarily, but I don't want to have to see him at work. I saw him the other day and I literally ran the other way and hid in a corner. And I'm like, this is not like, okay. I shouldn't be scared at work, you know? So, um, but I think maybe... I could block him, I don't know, I haven't blocked him. So maybe if I block him or ask him to stop, if he reaches out, that would be like a good next step.
1: Mm-hmm. And what's the the step that is like, if high self-worth, magnetic Lauren walked through that door behind you and was like, the one you see in your DIs, what would she tell you?
2: That's a good question. Um, I'd perhaps tell my boss,
0: mm-hmm.
2: preferably my female boss, because I have a male boss and a female boss. And I feel like if I told her and said something, but I don't know, because then I might, they might bring him into the room and I have to face him and the would just be super traumatic, to be honest. Yeah, with.
1: no, that's terrible. And they shouldn't be that. And also, you can come, I think what I'm wanting this exercise to do is also. Show you options of like how you can be more in control, which is like this is what happened. These are my receipts because you have texts, you have DMs, right?
2: No, he sent them on vanish mode on Instagram, so they disappear.
1: So you don't have any like, but then didn't you say he texted you?
2: Uh, DM'd me through Instagram. Yeah, I never gave him my number. Mm
1: -hmm. And then they are they went away.
2: They're on vanish mode, which Mm -hmm. I didn't even know was a thing until like a couple weeks ago. Yeah.
1: Um. So. Okay. So you don't necessarily have paperwork, but um, it's happened. He's done it. You can tell him what, them what happened and be like, I mean, you can set those boundaries of like, I don't want to have a conversation with him, I don't feel safe here. I don't like X, Y, and Z and see what happens. Um, I think that, or like, even before you say that, like first continue doing some unblocking work in the sense of your deserve, like working on your, what you deserve in terms of safety and like relationships, right. Because that's like, there's a theme and then like do some DIs on that. And then also like maybe finding some expanders of people who have spoken up for themselves and it went okay.
0: Mm. Because you
1: don't deserve to go into work and like be hiding. I know. And I feel like this is that step is like, I'm going to speak up. I'm going to take up space. Um, and I'm going to, I'm worthy of this. Like I'm worthy of that period. Okay. And even if you don't have receipts, and maybe he denies it, which he might because he sounds awful, Um, at least the message you're communicating now is like you do not, you don't do like you don't. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think that's like the stronger message as you're doing because you've done so much unblocking work. Like you unblock all the time, right? Like you're like on it. So like right. So like right. So like what I'm seeing is missing is like these other bigger cliff jumps. But like, I want you to also trust that like your subconscious is actually probably very geared to support you. It's not that it's not going to be scared and or it's not like, it's not going to be scary, but you, I also want you to, just like you broke up with that guy, just like you said, no to that other job. You're like, oh, I can do that. I can do it. And I think you need to give yourself more, um, uh, Examples and building that evidence of like I can actually do it and like hey inner child this is what we deserve and we're not we don't need to run or hide we don't need to stay friends with people who treat us terribly we don't need to go on trips with people who treat us you know like all of these things um yeah 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 I know that but is- yeah I'm really sorry that that's happening and then and you also said in work though like um because you're a director for a psych ward so you have yeah. patients who are also But what is, so what is the protocol with that as a company?
2: You just have to restrain them and that's it.
1: Okay. So you actually physically have to. Yeah. And does anyone help you or?
2: If someone's there, if not, then it's all by myself. Yeah. I got choked yesterday. Then my, this girl broke my glasses the day before and I was scratched in the face the day before. Like it's just like mentally and emotionally, it's a lot, you know, like physically the job normally is, is nothing, um, except for when the patients act out. But when it does happen, it, it brings this like trauma response back in me when I felt defenseless, you know?
1: Um, and was that something you were aware of when you got the job? Like that's, is, have you done this type of work before?
2: I've never worked in like a psych institution
1: before now. Mm -hmm. So do they have resources for like, again, taking up space and like talking to your boss of like, you know, this is also my, like, I've experienced X, Y, and Z, whatever you want to share. And are there resources for like, um, that type of protection or like things that they could possibly help you with, or if they're willing to, um, I don't know, is there any options there?
0: Well, since I'm the director,
2: I'm the one that's supposed to be like making the the um I don't know it's like my responsibility that the people don't act out, but if they're psychotic, I mean I can't control someone's behaviors so i i don't know it's just it's just part of the job unfortunately, but that's like that's the thing like I don't wanna you know I worked at a school a couple of years ago. And the children I worked with were autistic and I was getting like assaulted every single day. My hair was being pulled. I got hit in the head with a baseball bat. And after three months, I was like, I, I hate this. Like I dread coming to work every day because I'm scared for my safety. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like with this job, it doesn't happen as often, but it it does happen and it's just uncomfortable and it's not enjoyable. It's not like this is a job I want to be doing for longer than a couple years, you know?
1: Oh, a couple years.
2: Yeah. Just to get the experience. That's it. Yeah. Just for the resume. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're kind of frantically calling in something else. Like Like it's okay. I can stay, but is that really the truth? Like you, the honest truth that I'm picking up on is that you don't want to stay and you would like to leave.
2: Yeah. Just to have more freedom to like travel really.
1: Yeah. Well, and also maybe be in a more an environment. That's not what like pattern has been right. Which is like either that old job, this job, your ex-boyfriend, this guy at work, all of that. Yeah. 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 Um, and so what kind of jobs are you looking for now?
2: I'm looking for like remote jobs that are still in mental health so that I can still get good experience, but a lot of them require like a license Mm -hmm. and I'm not licensed yet. I have a couple more years till I get my psychology license. I think it's two years. So that's why it's all being denied. So I feel like my hands are tied because if I don't have this, then I'm not going to get a job that pays more. And
1: if you don't have the license. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, I'm sure there's a lot of jobs out there that you don't need a license for, right? Like, I mean, I'm you're talking to a manifestation coach.
2: I <laughs> know, you're a lucky girl, <laughs> I know. But what right? I'm saying
1: oh, is well. like, maybe calling in something where it's like, okay, what, how, you know, like, what ideally do you wanna be doing and feeling at this remote job? Um,
2: like, I wanna, wanna be
1: helping, yeah.
2: I wanna be helping people, yeah. I love talking to people, um, I mean, I am going to school to be a psychologist, so I would like to just feel like, I don't know, that I could help people who have been in situations that I have experienced myself and came out the other side. Mm -hmm. You know, there was there was a point in my life I was so mentally ill and they told me I'd never get a bachelor's degree and I'd have to be in like institutionalized. And now, like, I got my master's, I'm getting my doctorate, like, I don't have mental illness anymore. My mental health is, you know, most days, I'm very stable and happy and I feel capable. But um, I would love to be doing something like that. So it's just hard when people say, oh, you don't have your license yet. So you're not qualified. You can't
1: Mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. So so I think it's like, I know there has to be jobs out there that will that you, like bridge jobs that you could be doing something like that without one, um do you have any expanders in that realm at all?
2: yeah, like you guys, <laughs> you yeah. know, like um coaches and and things like that, people with online businesses for sure and and I have found a couple online jobs that I could do, but it's like the pay I'd be taking like a forty thousand dollar pay cut, so I'm mm-hmm. like, I can't do that either.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah you know? right, so I think there's I think there's a couple things I think that while you're calling in this job there's things at this current job and this past relationships that are asking that life is asking you to like step up in the maybe some of the biggest ways that you have which is like finally closing that door with that guy speaking up at work um maybe you know blocking that person um uh maybe sending him a note first and being like I don't know, blocking him, whatever. And then talking to your boss, because I feel like I don't want you to leave this job and have everything follow. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a coincidence that there's like certain things that are happening over and over. Um, None that you deserve, but in terms of like, kind of the, like the familiarity and the, like, you know what I mean? Like that wound that keeps coming up. So I feel like those, like those steps need to be taken with the, the tests that are being presented to you to make space also for the thing that you're asking for, which is ultimately a job that gives you flexibility. You're helping people and you feel safe in mm-hmm. yeah. physically and emotionally. Yeah.
2: That's yeah.
1: I mean. And I feel like doing those things will probably, um, make some space because those are big steps. Like breaking up is one thing, but now like cutting it off is another, talking to this guy and putting your needs first because with their ex that's putting your needs first with this guy it's putting your needs first as opposed to I don't want to I don't want to lose his job I don't want x y and z that's on him yeah you know,
2: yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah um and like that's I'm you know assuming inner child being scared of like you know no I don't want something to happen to you or like it's my fault or like taking the blame and all of that you know yeah. when it's when you need to reassure her that that's not true and that these people are adults who have made their own decisions. Sure. And that your needs matter.
2: I know, yeah. 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 I have been trying to do that, like speak up more and Mm -hmm. um, just be honest because I have a very hard time standing up for myself or Mm -hmm. just being authentic because I'm afraid um, that someone won't like me anymore. So I have been doing that more often but I really? guess I don't know I guess it's not
1: making a difference I don't know well I think you're probably ready for some more you know I think those are really good and you're doing the challenge right yeah
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah what was the wound you took are focus on
2: um feeling not seen
1: oh um so the wound is feeling not seen is that or is it like it's not safe to be seen or what's the um it was
2: I wrote it down. It was that my, well, it had to do with feeling like invisible and unimportant, Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: like insignificant that my needs are, I don't deserve to have my needs met.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's pretty clear on all of these kind of um, um, situations is like that's happening or that's what it's uh, coming back to. And also though, on the other side of that is like you also need to know these are my needs and these are the things I will accept and these are the things that I won't because um you know like that's the that's within your power. So like people who, if you're believing like, oh they're not gonna listen to me or X, X Y, and Z, but it's like you need to be clear for yourself. What are my needs in X relationship? What are my needs in love? What are my needs at work? What are the boundaries they need to set? What, what is in my power to ensure that those things happen?
2: Yeah, that's a good
1: question. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, and so we have one with the X, which is the big step, which is like blocking, really being clear on what are those my new boundaries with this person and how I respond or how I move forward um, and really work on closing that door for real, for real. And then what are my actions that i need to step into and work in a bigger way where it's like the lauren who believes my needs matter what would she do in this situation and it's yeah. not just for you but it's also for like your like young lauren yeah you know yeah yeah
2: like, journal. to journal on
1: yeah um and so there was another thing that i was going to ask that came oh um your book. Can we move on to that? Cause that's like another layer of career. So yeah. what's going on with, cause you said like, you're like wanting it to be a bestseller and, and this mm-hmm. all goes back to like being seen, right. Which also what needs to happen to be seen, like believing that your needs matter and that you're able to take up space. Right. So what's happening with the book, anything triggers tests or anything?
0: I'm
2: honestly so frustrated because I don't know. I um, I've always loved writing like it's always come so naturally to me and one of my authentic codes is creativity and self-expression so like writing has always been a way for me to feel heard even in moments where I felt like I wasn't being seen and I had to stay small and invisible so um I published my first book in 2019 then I published the second edition of that in 2020 third book in 21 and my fourth book it should be coming out in like a month but they're all self-published. And I I hate self-publishing because it's so expensive. Like it's thousands upon thousands of dollars. And a lot of times you get scammed. Like I have gotten scammed Mm -hmm. where a guy took $5,000 from me. He said he was going to be my literary agent and send a query letter to traditional publishers. And then I never heard from them again. Mm -hmm. So it's just been like very discouraging. And the thing is, I don't have much, like I've been working on my confidence but I know my writing is like phenomenal. Like I've never felt like I was talented at anything in life except for writing. And when I read my things and I look at the company I want to be published by, I'm like, myself stuff is so good enough to be published by them. Like, and it's not that I necessarily want to be a best-selling author for like fame and fortune and that would be cool. But like, I want to help people the way that books have helped me when I was at my darkest time. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just been really hard because I'm very grateful that I do have the money to self-publish, but I don't want to do it anymore. Like I want to be recognized by the company that I dream of working with. And um, I just feel like it's, it's never going to happen at this point. Like, I'm like, why even bother anymore?
1: Um, yeah. Okay. Well, so To me, when you're like, I'm publishing my other book and you're calling in um, a relationship in terms of like a book agent is a relationship. Like that's someone who is going to be supporting you, reciprocity, um, hearing your needs, like working together. It's like a a solid thing with an exchange to like get your authentic expression to as many people who are wanting to join and read read your work. Um, And so when you look at it from that sense, And all the tests and relationships that you've been getting, it's very linked to me in terms of, I don't think it's necessarily, um, you don't necessarily have to think about it of like, I don't know what else to do to call this thing in. And it's kind of like, okay, well, I'm calling in this level of partnership with an agent. How can I honor that with the relationships? Like, am I dealing with the relationships in my life right now with that same, like aligned magnetic energy with what you're calling in, in terms of like an agent? Does that make sense?
2: That makes sense. Yeah. It's all connected. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So when you're thinking about your book agent, um, what, what do you, what would you want that to look like?
2: Well, I do have an agent right now with the Oh, you do. I do. Yeah. But you know, they, they promise you all these things and then nothing ever happens. So, I mean, oh,
1: mm-hmm. so like uh, promising to publish your book or like get you a I, I actually don't know the process. So I'm like,
2: yeah, it's okay. Um, it's like they say they're going to market it and then they're going to reach out to traditional companies. And, and I must've spent $50,000 with agents and marketing and stuff. So I'm like, there's like, I can't afford to keep spending all this money on so you're you know, paying them
1: without any, with them doing nothing.
2: So I paid them to, publish the book to make the book. But with the money I spent, they said that they're going to do Amazon ads, like all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And how? No, because it's too soon. The book hasn't even come out yet. Oh, okay. That's the first step. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah.
1: And how do you feel about that? Your current relationship with them?
2: I mean, I guess it's been fine so far. I just submitted my, my final manuscript. So it's kind of early in the process. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, I have submitted my book to the company. I want to be published by like 10 times every time it gets denied and they like, you need uh, someone to represent you. Yeah. So I just, I don't know.
1: But so what, but someone is representing you now. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. So now you have for this next book, you have that representation. Yeah. So when you say that you're calling in an agent, did I read that wrong on your form? I thought you said you're calling in an agent. Maybe. a book deal like a-, a book deal okay got it yeah you're calling it a book deal okay so um in terms of this current like representation and everything how do you feel do you feel like in your worth about it do you feel like it's not not based off of your other experiences but like or maybe like um how do you feel about this exchange with them currently
0: so far so good it's mm-hmm.
2: it's like a bridge you know expander for me because the last three book publishers I had to pay full price and they this company wanted to sponsor my book so I only had to pay like a thousand dollars whereas past I paid seven, 10, 15. Oh wow so so far it's been
0: it's been good so far yeah
1: mm-hmm. okay not, um, where I want to be. not where you want to be in terms of like you haven't gotten the book deal. Yeah. But the book has to come out first, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes,
2: but I-, I guess not even. No, you could just send the manuscript so the book doesn't necessarily. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. yeah so you're calling in a book deal, which is like I'm calling in being seen, not, not invisible, on like in the spotlight. Here I am and I want to help others. And what I'm seeing right now is the kind of staying in your, um, old stories of like I need to run away I need to hide I need to save this person even though they're not treating me well I need to like you know what I mean it's like the opposite direction of like here I am I am seen don't fuck with me you know what I mean like that like and so I think that um that's all still related to this book of like you're ready to be seen then like how else can you um show up and with that same energy with the tests that are happening in your life right now Do you know what I mean? Like, whether that's at work, closing this off with this guy, your friend um, who asked you to hang out in December, what does that relationship look like outside of taking trips?
0: Mm. I mean, uh,
2: she's nice, but I could only hang out with her so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, she's, she's nice when she's nice, but when she's mean, she's very mean. Um, so I only hang out with her like an hour a month because that's all I can really emotionally, it like fills my emotional gas tank, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So do you feel like that's, um, I mean, from your your face and, oops, I just like turn this thing off. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, from the look of your face and you're being like, oh, it doesn't really sound like this is a person that, um again when we're talking about like what kind of friendships do you want what kind of exchanges do you want doesn't really seem like this person is it but you're kind of like well she's kind of nice sometimes
2: yeah precisely yeah
1: Mm -hmm. so what's the fear of um speaking your truth and possibly just like letting that go
2: um, I mean I think I should say something first.
1: Sure, of course, yeah.
2: Right. I think that her mentioned, maybe she doesn't know mm-hmm. or recognize that, but um I guess the fear is like I don't have many friends. Mm-hmm. And I mean Nick, my ex was the person I called him my best friend. So now it just it feels kind of like lonely, you yeah, know. Of like, course, yeah. yeah it's such a low self-worth thought to have, but sometimes I'm like, well, this person's better than no one.
1: So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't think that's, I think that's totally normal to be like, well, I don't want to be like fully alone, nor do you like, of course not. Um, But similar to that one job when you're like, well, I'm calling this in and I'm like, yeah, but if you say yes to that one, how isn't a better one going to come through? So I think even if it's like, I'm going to talk to her. It could either be this relationship will get better and I'll be in a, um, she will like, it will level up or it will fall away because again, you're like, I'm so happy being single, all of these things. And I feel like the more you latch on to the people who are giving you crumbs and still reinforcing, like that's, I'll just take what I can get. And that's like enough. And I'll like ignore all of the other red flags Mm -hmm. is not making, it's like clogging up all of your space. Like, where's the other, Partnership going to come in, whereas like the better friends that are going to come in, another job, you know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, it can't fully expand in that space because there's all these other um, people. So I think that's a really good step in terms of like, hey, I would like to talk to you. And like, you know, you can write it down before you can practice, you can use the speaking your needs DI to like have a conversation with her in there. But I think that that's another step that you can definitely proactively do and see what happens. And you can also tell her, like, you know, the December trip, I'm not really willing to go on another trip at this time, but if we can work on this friendship from here, like that feels good, whatever you choose. But like, I think again, what are those, what are your needs? What are the boundaries you're setting from those needs? And you need to be the one to like uphold them.
2: Yes, completely. Yeah. Okay. I, I, um, I said that to myself in my head, I said, the friendship will either improve or it will fall away. And either one is fine,
1: you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, Um, and another thing, so because you were like, which I'm not sure what to do and everything. So it sounds like the unblocking piece you got, you're very active in that. Um, and so is there anything there where you're like questions about what you're doing or like feeling lost in that space before we go on to the other buckets of expansion and aligned action, just like wrap it up.
2: No, I think I'm blocking. I definitely am almost fully aware of my blocks. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I journal every day after I do a DI mm-hmm. and I have this thing on my board that I wrote daily practice and I have journaling meditation and then mindful movements. So I'll usually mm-hmm. take a walk and
1: mm-hmm. listen to
2: affirmations. So I, and then I have therapy too, on top of that. And I'm also doing hypnosis. So a lot mm-hmm. has come up with that, with the hypnosis. So I think for me, um, it's the other things
1: yeah okay cool so I just wanted to yeah so it's because yeah you're like so on it that's awesome and (laughs) let's move on to like expanders so it sounds when we talked earlier like do you have um expanders who have been like self-published to
2: yes Mm -hmm. I do Mm -hmm. some of my favorite authors yeah okay awesome like full-time authors now like that's my dream career to just write Mm -hmm. full-time for a living yeah
1: and when you think of younger Lauren what would um your parents would have like, how were you expanded or not expanded to believe that like, this is possible for you, a job that's safe and also a, um, you know, an incredible book deal to help other people.
2: Not at all. No, Mm -hmm. my childhood was very, um, tumultuous and turbulent. My dad was fired from his job. My mom was making minimum wage. Um, money was just super scarce, very limited. I was on food stamps. Um, it was all about you go to college so that you could get a good job so that you could pay the bills, get a retirement and then die. And every day I'm like, there needs to be more to life than this. Like mm-hmm. I refuse to carry on those beliefs. Cause I don't want that to be my reality of struggle all the time and hate your job. My mom hates her job. Mm-hmm. but she does it to pay the bills. So right. not expanded mm-hmm. at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. And, and even in our, my last notes with you, there was obviously a lot of like invalidation growing up. They weren't available emotionally yeah. and physical. Um, didn't like your voice didn't matter in that environment. Um, and so how have you worked through that in terms of like the expansion of like their career? So like you're doing the unblocking piece and the shame piece for sure. But like, have you given, like, do your magnetic parents have you know, like more abundant entrepreneurial, like type of.
2: Yeah. My magnetic parents are very supportive and validating, very um, emotionally reassuring and they enjoy their job. Like That is my dream to have just a job that's very purpose-driven, meaningful, and fulfilling. So my magnetic parents um, pursue their hobbies and interests and get enjoyment and as well as you know, monetary compensation for that as well.
1: Do you have, um, when you're doing the unblocking, like who's your safe person?
2: My higher self. I don't yeah.
1: Know. Same with me too. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just always feels the best and like mm-hmm. super Yeah. expansive. Um, and so, okay. So, um, and then in terms of people who are like free to speak their needs, take up space, have you ever had, have you had expansive, friendships or people for you to be like, oh, wait, like people can treat me kindly.
2: Um There is a girl I work with that is an expander for me. She is so confident. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I strive to be like that. Like she is so sure of herself, doesn't mm-hmm. doubt herself, claims her right to take up space. Mm-hmm. She's a really big expander for me.
1: That's awesome.
2: And, um, yeah. So I, I definitely have even listening to the podcast, which I listen to an episode every day. Mm-hmm. um they're expanders
0: for me as well too on mm-hmm. the show
1: okay great and this friend like in that work have you um like asked her certain questions to like expand you further around like why she's you know like just getting a yeah. deeper
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah we talk about it she's like I just I don't want to be she said if I could be anyone else in the world I wouldn't I would want to be myself and I was just like what <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was like oh my god like holy crap I can't imagine that but I I just like look up to her in that way that she's so you know bold and with who she is she just knows who she is and Mm -hmm. accepts herself
1: that's that's amazing that's incredible so okay so you have that level of expansion and then um I would say like maybe calling in more in the sense of like that's a good one that I'm seeing in terms of how she um boldly expresses and knows who she is and like very rooted in that um and I'm thinking more of like because you've had such um traumatic relationships have you ever seen or had a friendship or someone that was like I feel safe with this person I can be myself with this person I feel heard I'm you know what I mean like something that makes you feel loved and safe
0: um Friendships.
2: Mm. I don't have many close relationships with friends now. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think
0: that I do
1: mm-hmm.
0: have anyone like
1: that. Yeah. So I think maybe even calling in expanders in the sense of like, what would, again, getting really clear on what would an expansive relationship look like? What are the relationships that I will no longer partake in? Um, and calling in expanders of seeing people who are like, wow, they, those type of healthy relationships exist for me. Like I can have those type of friendships. I don't need to hold on to this person. I don't need to like suffer through this hour conversation with this person or whatever that is. I think that, that that's needed as well, um, too. Because um, yeah, just like further expand so you're not like kind of holding on to these other people and experiences like by a string. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: that's true. I agree.
1: Yeah, um, and then the aligned action step, which we have gone through some so do you want to walk me through how you're kind of feeling about some of the sick ones that we went over so like first with the relationship how are yeah, you feeling now about
2: that? i'm going to block him
1: mm-hmm.
2: um like you said he blew me off so i shouldn't feel guilty about blocking him mm-hmm. and then it takes out the anxiety of is he gonna text me mm-hmm. or is he text me it's kind mm-hmm. of just like that's you know over and done with
1: mm-hmm.
2: so I think I'm going to do that. Um, as far as the work thing goes, I don't know how I feel about the reporting. That's like a huge leap for me, but I think I'm going to start by blocking him
1: Mm
2: -hmm. and, you know, seeing where that goes. Cause I haven't blocked him yet. I mean, I haven't, I didn't even tell him, leave me alone. Like, I don't know why I feel like this nice girl. Like I have to be the nice girl. I can't, ruffle any feathers but I think I'm gonna do a lot of blocking today Mm
0: -hmm.
2: yeah
1: um
2: and then I'll have that conversation with my friend I went on the trip with and see Mm where that leads
1: yeah I think those are all really good yeah um because again I think when you're applying in things I don't and since you've been heading like hitting walls you can kind of see like the action sets that actually need your attention versus like the yeah the mundane like applying or whatever like that's I think that that's gonna come through, it'll be fine. But also again, with this job, I think maybe being more clear on like, what is this job here to teach me for me to walk through that I'm gonna leave behind in my next portal? So what do you think the main ones would be?
2: Yeah, it really is a really beautiful bridge job. I am very thankful for it every single day, despite it's, uh, you know, the cons of it. But um, what am I gonna take away from the job?
1: Or what think, do you feel like, yeah, what do you think it's it's here to show you um, in terms of lessons, patterns, like what you really need to step out and let go of?
2: I realize that I'm very apologetic mm-hmm. and I want to be kind of like, not, you know, that I don't care about anyone's feelings, but I want to be unapologetically who I am. Like, I apologize all the time when other people make me feel uncomfortable. I mm-hmm. noticed that. I had a conversation with a coworker who was kind of unkind to me. And I ended up apologizing when I tried to tell her like what you did hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. I ended up apologizing and automatically I was like, why did I say sorry? I'm not sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's kind of teaching me to speak my truth.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously leads to one of the things you're manifesting the most, which is a book. And like, yeah,
2: that's true. <laughs> you're so about that. <laughs> It's funny, the things that we can see when other people, you know, put it into perspective that yeah, we of course, sure. for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also, oh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah. I think this is a really big indicator of like, what are the boundaries you're finally going to be like, this is it. No more. This is what I'm learning. This is how I'm going to show up. And also Lauren, like you're so kind and you've been through so many things that even at your like probably most like bitchiness quote unquote, it's probably still going to be like, I know. I know. <laughs> and I'm not saying that to make fun. I'm just saying like, I oh, usually okay. don't have anything to worry about.
2: Yeah, I know. You know I, what I mean? I, yeah. It takes so much energy for me to, I am not mad usually often. I, I don't know. Sometimes I wish I could be a little bitch though. Sometimes like not in like a bad way, but like, I want to like claim who I am and not apologize for, you not.
1: know, Absolutely. And you should be, which starts with blocking these people, blocking that other guy, and then um, hopefully eventually speaking your truth. And even if you can practice speaking that with um, maybe other people who have like been in these similar work situations that are nervous, like just being expanded by other people, like it doesn't have to necessarily look like going to talk to them tomorrow. Um, I think a good first step is blocking them, but also where else can you be expanded and kind of be reassured that like, Oh, this also this person, this person, and they did X, Y, and Z just like to get more of that expansion and support, I think will be helpful too.
2: Okay. Yeah. I agree with that.
1: Yeah. 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 And is there also any other, like maybe calling in expanders in terms of like the work that you're doing that maybe are running into because the fact that you're the one needing to restrain and then also not sounds like you're like trying to figure out how to work that through. So maybe even calling in, um, that level of skill set that you're wanting to be more confident in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point.
1: Um, because I think it's been four months and you're like, well, it's not bad. It's not what I don't want to leave, but you want, you do want to leave. But I think it's also <laughs> like, while I'm here, like, say you're here for another, like at least four months, is there someone you can talk to be like, okay, can we talk about the, um, my goals for the year? What would get me closer to this number? What does that look like? And being more proactive of like, um, this is what I would like to get at. Um, How do you see the trajectory of that? What things do I need to hit? What goals do I need to to have? How often do we need to meet? So that you're also, whether you stay there long or not, you're kind of showing yourself that like, you don't just have to leave. You can also just be like, hey, this is what I need. How can we get there? Is that a possibility? And getting those answers for yourself.
2: Yeah, I, I just had like a download when you were saying that I actually can have people come into the facility to teach us self-defense when dealing with patients. So I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh my God. Hello. Yes. That's a really good idea. Yeah. I don't know. I've never thought of that before, but I think I'm going to do that.
1: Yeah. That's perfect. Cause I think then it's more of like, I need to flee. Like I need another job. It's more of like, well, what other things do I need to, um, exhibit in this job now that is like in my power that is a little like quote unquote bitch bitchy or whatever like stating my needs and like showing yourself that you can do that here now as you are searching for that next position and seeing what changes yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah yeah
2: yeah Yay! So good to see you. Happy birthday! I hope you're going to do oh, something fun this weekend. Thank you so so much. I really appreciate it. This is perfect timing. I saw you had an opening on my birthday, and I was like, I need to. I would like <laughs> to meet every like you know few months just because I I find these so so helpful. I really oh, do, wow. and I I would happily write a testimonial for you. And
1: oh, your- thanks. I'll send you a link. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, cool. yeah. Please do. Um. So I'll send you this. You know, listen to it when you have time. But like, take care of yourself. Celebrate. Have fun. I'll send you a little other. Things that I think could be helpful for what we talked about, and I'll talk to you soon.
2: Awesome. Thank you so much. I
1: appreciate your time. Take care,
0: Sawa. Bye. Bye. All right, y'all. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that second session with none other than the wonderful Sawa Kyobi. I just listened to both episodes, and it was very, very intriguing to me and eye opening to see the reputation. Repetition? (laughs) Repetition? The repeating of patterns and themes and dynamics that continue to pop up into my life, such as feeling like my needs don't matter and prioritizing other people's comfort over my own. Uh, Being overly apologetic, people-pleasing, codependency-enabling, and avoidant patterns like that, not speaking my needs. So... I found it quite groundbreaking and I'm sure a lot of people will be able to relate for just apologizing, taking up space and not wanting to rock the boat and keeping other people comfortable at the sacrifice of your own, um, happiness or comfort, whatever, I will give a little bit of an update. So that episode was recorded on my birthday in July and I did everything that I stated that I would do. Those three action steps, I followed through with all of them and they were scary for me and uncomfortable, but it ended up working out. So I guess the first thing was that I did block my ex. He had ghosted me the week of my birthday. I blocked him and... I never turned back. And that is a success story in itself because I am tired of staying in relationships with people that don't deserve my time, my energy, and settling for less than what I'm worth. So that was a beautiful ending to a drawn out story. Um, the second thing was from the sexual harassment at my job so i did end up blocking that person and telling my boss nothing came of it but i guess with that energetic setting up the boundary i hardly ever see this person they don't bother me anymore so also another win and lastly i did tell my friend how i was feeling after our trip she took it very well surprisingly and apologized so i still am on the fence um about going on another trip with her in the future. Right now, I'm leaning more towards no. So I know that I'll have to set a boundary in the future since December is approaching and I need to navigate how I'm going to go about and doing that. But I did all three. I faced all three of my fears, jumped off three different cliffs and took a leap of faith and it ended up working out. And even though I did not manifest anything from doing those things. I did, I guess, manifest more tests that <laughs> hit closer to my core wounds and seem a little bit harder. So I, it's like I graduated from one level and made it to the next level, which is harder. So I'm working through that currently right now. And you'll be able to hear more about that in the next episode coming Sunday with my newest session with Salwa. And thank you so much for listening to this today. If you made it to the end, wow. Thank you for sticking with me and I'd love to hear your feedback, your thoughts, reflections, if you've gone through anything similar, if you resonated with this at all and where you are along your own journey. Thanks again for listening. I'll see y'all in the next episode.